0: So, anyway, We're
1: not hearing from Steven at this point is, is I'm not going to say concerning, concerning. Well, he's going to have some good stories at the end he's of He's always got some good
0: stories. It, it's never fun when you're having to stay late to work on a problem, especially with the team member that he's with who's phenomenal. But this is definitely, he needs the industrial sized weed whacker to get through this.
1: Oh, uh, industrial sized weed whacker or napalm?
0: Ooh. Let's just go ahead and take a Black Hawk and turn it upside down and just send it. That that would be the easiest way.
1: So, okay, so with the current technology, would it be a Black Hawk turned upside down or would it be an Osprey in full flight mode?
0: Ooh. Which one would be more efficient? Oh, the Osprey. Let's go with that.
1: Osprey would I I mean unless anyone has anyone wants to dispute that, I, I would I would I would think two huge blades or two or six blades would be more efficient, going faster than three, four. Oh,
2: maybe. I see what you're saying now. <laughs> <laughs> literally cutting down weeds. Literally cutting. That, that's no, no, what we're saying. You no, uh, said in full flight mode, and I was just like, full flight mode. And I'm just imagining the VTOL as it's going VTOL. I'm like, what, what are we doing? Cutting clouds?
0: A VTOL and an Osprey are, are are two different. The
2: vertical takeoff and landing while the Osprey is in VTOL mode. Yes. That's what I'm saying. I got it. That's what I was... I got it.
1: God. Okay. We just just heard from him. Oh, he's he's alive. alive. And he's heading this way.
2: Oh,
0: awesome. Whose phone is still...
3: (laughs) It wasn't me that time. It wasn't me either. Mine's under my leg, so... It wouldn't so have been picked mine, up on the microphone. Mine
1: probably buzzed, but let me... Was it your watch? Oh, it, yeah. It actually, it was probably my watch. Because <laughs> my, my hand was right we had here. had one job.
0: One absolute job. Okay, Stephen's on his way. Uh, hit, I've done my job. Hit the, Thank the button. You.
3: Which button? S- start the show. I... There's
1: a lot of buttons. You know
3: he
4: we, we already hit the
0: I agree. It actually is kind of
3: warm in here, so maybe we should turn the
0: fan on. Welcome to the Hostile Morning Podcast. I'm your host, John. Joined you today by
3: Nathan, Matthew, and crickets. We're gonna uh, we're gonna have a moment of silence for our our dear buddy.
0: Ah, uh, he's running. Uh, he's running a little behind today. They ended up running into a a small small server issue that had to get corrected before uh, Mr. Editor in Chief Stephen uh, could arrive. So he was gave him a new title as well, instead of just being, you know, in charge of stuff and things. He's now an editor in chief. So you're welcome. Not so, just an
1: editor in chief.
3: He's
0: the, the editor
1: in chief. So if you really like it, thank Stephen. If you really hate the audio on this, blame Stephen.
0: Always. So again, any issues that you hear on this show, it's it's either Stephen's fault, or it's Stephen's
1: fault. So, point of order, because he's not here, but he's on his way here. If we get to section two, which I, ex- I highly expect we will, if we, once we get to section two, um, before he gets here, we'll go back to section one and let him no. say his piece.
0: I, no, I want him to be fully blindsided by all of this. I, I, mean, want, I want us to be in mid-heated argument when he walks through that door and have absolutely no idea what's happening during any of this and just fully expect him to jump right in and figure it out. Yep.
3: Before we start, though, before we start the rest of the topics, I think we each need to, on the record, like, put our our bets in on what he's going to say when he first sits down and gets into <laughs> the gets to the microphone. Oh,
0: he's going to do his kind of meandering, mumbling, heavy sighs. He sits down and then goes, does his all right, all right, and then he starts doing his thing.
1: You're all forgetting about the chaos that's going to um, unfold when he walks in the door because Scout's sitting right outside the the studio door.
3: That is true. Scout comes in, knocks over the mic stand, hits John's <laughs> ThinkPad. I mean, it's just it's all over from there. Well, we had a good running. I mean, uh, it, it could be like a it could be like a Gutenberg machine where he hits the he hits the mic stand. The mic stand hits G- the Gutenberg? Uh or no 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 what it starts with an R. Um Rube Goldberg. Rube yes. Goldberg machine, yeah. It hits the he hits the, the mic Same stand. Thing. The mic stand hits John's ThinkPad. John's ThinkPad somehow knocks the the microphone over. The microphone knocks the the water glass in Nathan's MacBook. And then it's just, like, fire and chaos. and
0: Yeah, how we destroy, like, a yeah. $1,000 worth of equipment in, like, two minutes.
1: Just scout's tail. Oh, that's five seconds, dude.
0: Yeah, well, listen, there's some panic that's going to happen in there. People are going to be shaking off their <laughs> machines. Like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a moment. Just a ba- couple
1: bags of rice. We'll yeah. Know. It'll should, be fun. We should have Steven pick up some rice on his way. My, my uh, bet
3: is Steven says something about teams in dark mode. That's gonna be <laughs> it. He's going to sit down. He's going to open his laptop. Why is it teams in dark
0: mode? Yeah, yeah.
3: No, that, that's <laughs> accurate.
0: Speaking of, you know, rice and dark mode. Yeah, okay. Sir, you have to be educated today.
1: Yep. How yep. old are you? Old, en- old enough to actually not to have to care about this.
0: But old enough that you should already know what, what this is.
1: One could argue Can that. you
0: please explain to the audience what we're having to dad explain to you?
1: So I have been able to successfully avoid, and I maintain I can still successfully avoid, but I am making the choice, the conscious decision to learn this topic. The topic is what on earth or what under the earth, depending on your opinion of it, (laughs) is Reddit. So I would like it if each one of you would explain, now you all as a group can explain what Reddit is basically on the technical side. But then also, what do you all actually use this thing for?
3: Reddit is social media for people that hate social media.
1: How accurate is that? Everybody else. It's a giant forum.
3: It's an echo chamber. It all depends on what you want echoed. name Name a single platform that's not an echo chamber. So
1: is Reddit a...
3: That's a fair point. <laughs>
1: is it is it anonymous, user ID driven? Is it typically just it with people that buy their real names? So y- yes and no. It, it's driven
0: by usernames. You can't obviously use your own name. I would highly recommend not doing that on that platform. There are some very vindictive people on there. So that's that's not a good choice. What Reddit is, is the one of the most single place of depressed scum and villain uh uh villainy i can't say the word right uh get over it uh in in, in one specific section of the internet it, it's it been touted as the front page of the internet which in some ways it's true of just multiple different topic and message boards all come together around anything that you want to know in one place so this can come from entertainment It can come from technology or uh, news sources or it can even come down to a very, very niche thing where if you just like the Gen 1 Apple Pencil tip, I can almost guarantee there is a subreddit or a sub-subreddit out there only discussing that.
1: What's a subreddit?
0: A subreddit is literally just a topic-based message board. It chooses one or at least a broad single topic that everyone has to follow strict or sometimes hey. loose guidelines that the moderator set.
1: Is this how, how, um, how loose are the moderators? Is it, is it, does it vary? Wide? Is, Actually, let me rephrase that. How loose is the platform itself?
3: It's very dependent on the subreddit, honestly.
1: Yes,
0: very dependent on the subreddit, very dependent on the moderators, and it also is very dependent on when Reddit itself chooses to come in because you have to remember, Reddit boards are typically community moderated or they are uh, employees, big quotes, from Reddit. A lot of the moderators are actually unpaid, uh, we found out, but are still actually under the Reddit banner. So you can make a subreddit right now and start posting to it and be the only moderator, and that's your board. that You own that. Or you can go into the uh, Reddit default subreddits, and those ones are typically self-moderated by people that were appointed as moderators and Reddit-moderated. So it really depends on what side of it you hop onto.
1: Would it be accurate to say that if an employee of Reddit gets involved, is probably either copyright infringement or really, really bad.
0: Neither. It, really? can, it can be literally about anything. A, a Reddit employee can go and browse and join and be a part of the community just as much any other standard user, Redditor, would be, or they can be as much of the fist of God in that subreddit as much as they want. It's very kind of the Wild West but it's a tamed Wild West. It's not like anything that happens on 4chan or 8chan or any of those types of of message board sites. This is very much a stricter guidelines, but the guidelines are more loosely followed depending on which community you're actually in. So it's kind of hard to explain without really seeing it for yourself or experiencing it over the years. Reddit kind of went from when I joined back in 2012. It was much more heavy focused as any other messaging board you've ever been on. Like, I don't know, like the LTT forums or uh, I can't even think of...
3: Path of Exile forums. Oh, That's good lord! That's the only other forums that I can like really say that I've. Ever I, used. I was
0: on some like the uh, Yahoo questions message boards like years and years ago, which was always just hilarious uh, on those fronts, uh, or the old AOL topic boards, which again, that it's really starting to date myself a little bit on here.
3: Um, I mean, at, at its at its core, Reddit is a forum of forums. Correct.
0: It 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 is all community driven. And it's tailored to specific community focuses. But that also is dependent upon which community you're in. So that can differ from, say, like, even if you go look at game, like, our gaming is completely different from our games. Or from PC Master Race versus, like, PC gaming. Or if you go under, like, any of the um, political side of it, it, it is very vast and... Again, you can go from like when I call it the clean side of Reddit to the kind of dark web version of Reddit where you can find subgroups of subgroups of some of the most weird or uh, deprived outcast individuals on there posting what you would think they would post. Or you can be on there and it's like literally you can go on I bleach and it's the cutest things you've ever seen. And it's like the nicest community I've been a part of. It all depended upon where you choose to put yourself.
3: For for some additional context for the people that don't know, because I know Nathan doesn't, R slash eye bleach is typically like cat pictures. Yeah. It like is for, for when
0: you are viewing all the deprived stuff that Reddit has to offer and you need just a breath of fresh air, a palate cleanser, you go to eye bleach.
1: I okay. I don't know. Okay. I calling it bleach sounds a little reverse but okay it
0: sanitizes what you saw (laughs) okay it's that little breath of fresh air of of dopamine that you need to just (laughs) make sure you didn't completely lose all hope on humanity
1: how about you ian do you ever use it
2: i hate reddit
0: yeah but you're an x user
1: i i only
2: use x for general unfiltered news
0: and that's partially how i use reddit. i i use i don't use x honestly it's mostly because i absolutely hate the ui of x just like i it's completely bonkers to me how it got so popular. uh the original where it was just the simple tweet square which you had the tweet then you had a few comments and then you were able to easily scroll and swipe through. now on x and again, this was even before uh, Twitter became X, I had this issue. It's very bloated. The UI and the feel of it overall is very bloated. And it's harder to navigate, especially now since you have who you follow. on your. So you have your standard homepage, and then you have the For You homepage, and they're completely different. Yet it's still centered around information that you either follow or X thinks you follow.
1: So on Reddit... If I'm looking for something, are, are they called what? What are what are the different divisions called? Are they channels? Are they threads? What are they? Subreddits.
0: So you go into a subreddit, and then if you're like, say you're having an issue with your uh, MacBook, there you can go to our Apple or our MacBook, which are subreddits, and then in there are posts which you can go and search for, like, say, your keyboard is not working on there. So you go to our Apple, you search in, like, your uh, M1 MacBook Air keyboard issues, and then it'll only search that subreddit for every topic that has that type of subject matter in that line that meets the search uh, criteria. And then you can filter it and open it up, and you have a post, To read of saying, like, I have such and such MacBook Air. It started doing, I was doing this. The keyboard stopped working. Has anyone experienced this issue? And then you have a bunch of comments below that that you can read through and go through all those different threads. Because in each comment section, you have the top start of the thread and then all the comments under that's its its own individual thread that you can then also start sorting through.
1: Interesting. And 95%
2: of those comments will be some form of hateful or belittling of you for uh, either using a Mac or using your Mac in the wrong way or just general belittlement. Uh, I think and then you'll it eventually really, you'll eventually find one good answer. It depends on a, it. Yeah, it really it, depends on the community. Yeah. I I have experienced that in every single Reddit. What I you're describing ever. is Stack Overflow, sir. Yeah, like you're, you're saying that Reddit that, the people on Reddit are, don't also use Stack Overflow.
3: That's a fair point.
0: That that's that <laughs> So, like, kind of pivoting on that one, like, one of the big things how I use Reddit is technical information and technical research. Um, and the most hilarious thing here that I find is our sysadmin is one of the most reliable and dependable technical source, sources I've ever experienced, even so much that they actually beat the alerts that Microsoft themselves sends out for their own outages. It is faster for me if I'm experiencing some weird like cloud issue or application issue on the Microsoft platform side. I can go to our Admin, sort it by new, and there's typically someone up there who already posted, hey, this issue is already happening, expect an alert from Microsoft, and then like within 30 minutes, the alert's already out. It's, it's phenomenal. How those... Uh, individuals are so ahead of it. I don't understand, but they're the best. They're one of the uh, better communities I've been a part of, uh, mostly because it's a lot of our like-minded individuals in our type of tech jobs and roles and experience in there that everyone just kind of knows what the reality is. So everyone is in there venting and just wanting to express frustrations or come in there for assistance or just to be heard in some way, shape or form.
1: Interesting. So Matthew, anything, any, any similar, do you have any similar uses for it or, or is it more just pure entertainment?
3: I I use it definitely more these days for the, the technical aspect of it and being able to find that technical information. Like I'm primarily on the programming subreddits um, because each, each programming language typically has its own subreddit, and with that, like John already described, you have a community of relatively uh, intelligent individuals on a that particular topic. Um, so you can find a lot of good information pretty quickly. Uh, that's that's what I use it for. I used to, it was like you know the memes and like uh, PC Master Race, uh, r/slash uh, gaming r slash games and r slash gaming are very, very different subreddits, but that's a topic for another time. Um, But yeah, the definitely the technical aspect is what I get the most use out of these days.
1: Okay, is there a, um, is it all ad hoc personal or kind of like what you have with the other social platforms? Is there a commercial presence there or is it pretty free of that?
3: Oh, there's ads. There not, are, there's not, ads. there's not, an algorithm. no, there there's commercial-based
0: subreddits out there that businesses run. Yes, okay, that, 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 that that's, that's what I thing. mean. Yes. I
1: didn't mean about ads because that's just kind of you're either it's either ads or subscription-based unless there's, you're there's using no an ad
3: blocker. So there's that. We don't use those here. What are you talking about?
0: But yes, there is a commercialization side of Reddit, and actually, they got into some hot water around that. Uh, I believe it was last year. Uh, when they actually changed the pricing of their API calls, which again, Reddit itself is uh, a business, obviously, and they have to make money. Um, and they've typically been fairly decent at being, you know, supportive of the community and how uh, Reddit itself uh, gets in its cash flow from donations. They did things like uh, you can pay for like specific awards, like upvotes is an important thing. Uh, in oh, upvotes and downvotes, like of how you actually get content filtered uh, through those subreddits and through the comment section is that's the community. The community itself is they're picking and choosing what is worthwhile information post things. They find funny that they actually want to see at the top of the subreddit boards. So when you first jump into a subreddit, you're always in like our hot or, uh, or not hot, but like best things of that nature on the filter and that's all of the like most upvoted posts, and it filters down from there. Uh, so the same thing when you hop in the comment sections, it's usually like hot or best or rising, things of that nature. And it kind of filters down from that point. So when we're saying like, hey, you like a topic, or say if you found an answer for something that actually really helped you, it's on you to upvote that just so it gets higher up in the post itself or in the community, so more individuals can more easily find it.
1: How prevalent, or is it prevalent, does um, Reddit use, um, oh, what's the term? Algorithms. Kind of like what you hear talked about with other social platforms. Or is it pretty, pretty light on? the? It is definitely present.
0: Like based on the amount of subreddits you follow and how much you interact with, those are the subreddits that you receive on your front page. So when you log into Reddit, either via the Reddit app or on the website itself or use a third-party app, like I use, I have an Android device, I use Relay, I pay for the subscription for that because I like the app, I like the developer, and I'll circle back to the API issue that we had. Um, but yes, there is an algorithm to it. This is filtered content for you. But it's not nearly as aggressive as, say, like what Twitter can do, or formerly, or formerly Twitter now X, or at Facebook, Instagram, those types, TikTok especially, which that one has a very aggressive algorithm. What it does um, filters it for you. It's all really dependent on your level of engagement with it and how well those subreddits are held in the community and the viewpoint of reddit itself so again like a community that you like you follow you engage heavily with but if it's not seen as well or has gotten hot water with a uh, big corporate reddit that may be pushed a bit further down in your algorithm but not so far that you cannot find it it just may not be like in the top five or top 10 posts that you first see when you hop on the platform
1: okay interesting i think that answers the what questions I had for now, whether or not I jump in, we shall see. I will let the, I will let the listeners, uh, know if I decide to wait into, yet another, stream of, consciousness, which seems to be a lot of these these days.
0: It's um, it's very interesting. It it is where, if you take the time, to really get rid of most of the default subreddits that you're subscribed to when you create your account and you go and find subreddits and topics and communities that you like to follow, engage with, or get some level of entertainment out of or benefit from, it can be actually a very good platform, but Reddit itself is also its own worst enemy where its own users drag the platform down quite a bit.
3: 100%. Okay,
1: so John has the... um recommendations of use it carefully but it can be useful Ian's opinion is avoided at all costs or or is that more or less okay and then Matthew what, what what's your opinion
3: I'm kind of in between it depends on the subreddit we're talking about and what information I'm
1: trying to get fair enough all right that's all I and I would I'd ask I'd ask Stephen you know yeah Stephen what, what's
0: uh what's your perspective?
1: What what are you doing?
0: Don't
3: don't don't. I know what let, you're doing. Let, don't
1: do it. Let's let's let the editor choose sound effects, and let's not give the editor just, more work.
3: I just want to remind the editor editor in chief. The editor. Yes. Thank you for correcting me. I want I want to remind the editor in chief that we have pre recorded sound bits here and there, so if he really wanted to, he could insert something in there, and then edit this part out and just you know carry on like nothing happened.
1: So. You know the irony is the de- depending on how busy we are the week that this is finished and goes live one or two of us may not actually hear what the editor decides until after the listeners. That that could get interesting. All right. On to section number 2. Topic 2. Point of discussion number 2, whatever we end up deciding to call it. All right. We often talk about information, we often talk about where we find about information that we find. So I thought it'd be interesting to go do a round table, or not really roundtable round-robin, I guess might be a better way to say it, of favorite sources to um, research, whatever from. This could be technical. This could be uh, looking for topics for your for the next sci fi book you want to you want to read, or how to do, or where you go to for tips on home maintenance or car maintenance, or where you went to learn X thing that you do in work. It's if it, it the the ground rules sent out to everybody was very very limited, so that this would be very very wide. Now. A couple of disclaimers for our wonderful audience. Uh, Everything that we discuss here, this is not an endorsement. This is just sources that we have used personally.
0: Yeah, but you do whatever you want. You could use it as an endorsement if you want. Your perspective.
1: Yeah, okay,
3: okay. I would say it's not a show-wide endorsement, but it's a it's a fair assumption that the person that is plugging this has at least some level of appreciation. yeah. But let them live. Let let them make their own poor
0: decisions. Again, <laughs> it's not on us to convince them that these are good decisions. It's for them to try and figure out are they really pulling my leg or hey, I should probably put this in my own uh, methodology and process when I'm trying to look something up.
1: Unless explicitly stated by me, I endorse nothing these numbskulls are about to say. Is that fair enough? That's fair.
0: I think that's fair for now.
1: Um, the other thing is much of what we will say is probably objectively accurate for whatever our uses is for. Some of it may just be hot garbage. That it is on, ultimately on you, the listener, to do your own research and make sure that what you're being told is accurate. Now, you are welcome if you if you think or you find or whatever your opinion is on what we share, you're welcome to provide us feedback.
0: Yahoo Answers is your best source.
1: You're welcome to provide feedback on that explicit statement yourself. I, I'm We're okay with that. Um, and if it is determined by... Does that
0: even still exist? It exists. And you should use Bing as well. Bing is a phenomenal search engine. Oh, good grief.
1: They are going way too hard on the AI... In in being it being used to actually be pretty good. It is it the UI. Okay, we want to talk about terrible UI. The UI is hot garbage. It doesn't tell me what I'm looking for. All it does is I'll type something in and then it will it'll throw up what and the first things I have to click on, it's the stupid AI generation. I, I don't want AI generation. I want it just to tell me whatever it is I just typed in. Just start giving me links. That's what I'm looking for. Just start giving me links. It is infuriating what they have done with it. And I am terrified that Google might try you to be something be terrified something equally of what John's stupid.
2: doing right now.
3: No, it's fine. It's a good thing the users can't see this. No.
0: What? This is perfectly acceptable.
2: What is... John was never taught the birds and the bees...
1: So I have not gotten one so, AI
0: response yet, though. Out so of Bing.
1: when last time I now I had now to be fair, it's been a little while since I've used it because it so infuriated me. You just got flagged for a watch list. I'm flagged on so many things. Don't even worry about it. Okay, and we're all right. This is going off the rails too quickly here. Anyway, to be to be fair, this looks way more like Google
0: than I remember Bing being. Bing used to be. Oh, hey, there's a co-pilot section here now. Um, That's probably what you were under. Ask me
2: anything. Okay, yeah, this is actually, changed quite I think this is new because I had just used Bing like three days ago. Yeah, this looks on way different. And it did not look like this.
3: They just rebranded Bing as Copilot. That's all they did here.
1: Well, no, it's it still no, says, it says top Microsoft Bing or... up there. This is just a, a different section. Top left hand corner this it does is like say... in Google going to no, do no, no. Do describe no. what's in, in the top left hand corner the... for our
0: audio listeners.
1: It says Microsoft
3: Bing. There it is. As in the the Bing Assistant, I'm doing air quotes here. Uh, this is the exact same interface. The only thing they did was they swapped out the Bing logo with the Copilot logo. Uh,
1: yeah, this looks way different. So they probably updated it.
3: They have huh. walked it back a little bit because I know what you're talking about. It, that happened to me too when they first started pushing everything. Where you would search for something, and then if you search for something again on the page, it was kind of weird. Like they they suckered you into it real quick. Where all of a sudden. You're trying to search for something, but then you're in this like a Bing chat or a Copilot chat, and then now you're chatting with the AI instead of searching the web. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, I I like it, um, and I still hold that the 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 way that Bing does stuff is better than ChatGPT, if for no other reason than you get sources. That's the big thing for me.
1: That's that's actually is fair. That's very accurate because I do see sources listed down there. Okay. Um we so we may have lost John for the the entirety of the rest of the episode. He may just be um uh, toying, toying with, with uh copilot for the rest of the episode. We'll see. He might he might uh uh might pipe in again at some point. Why are you cheering?
0: <laughs> because now I'm gonna be able to start gaslighting the AI in a little bit. By, by giving it prompts, saying that you can only answer in, in this way. Like right now I said, uh, you can only answer in, yes, sir, this is the only accurate statement we can find from this point forward. So I can then start pumping it full of false information saying, yes, this is accurate.
1: Okay, so we're going to flag this. Uh, we'll do a topic at some point in the future. On I don't think
3: we have to flag this. I think John's
0: already been flagged. <laughs> I've been flagged multiple. I have been... <laughs> then this kind of tips into how I do research. So... Google Foo is a thing. Google Foo has yes. been a phenomenal skill set that everyone should have had for, honestly, at this point, decades. Um, how you find information in a search engine is very important because it's, it's dependent upon how you put in your prompt, what you're looking for, what terms you don't want included in it what timeframes you want for that information. And then you can start sorting based on uh, current publications that you would prefer. So like a lot of things that I search on the technical side, I don't want uh, things like, I mean, sometimes even Stack Overflow, I I filter it out. I don't like these one-off weird message boards. So I I filter those out to only like Microsoft articles, Stack Flow, uh, GitHub, things of that, and even Sometimes I even throw in Reddit, even though Reddit kind of hit and miss dependent on what you're trying to search up. Um, that's kind of one of the most baseline things you have if you're trying to do any research about any topic. Learning how a base search engine functions is one of the most important things you can do Because that same knowledge and thinking applies directly towards when you're having to, say, go to a library to find specific articles or information that may be stored in like an archive. Or for when you're implementing AI into your search methodologies, that same prompt uh, that you're building and you're thinking and you're processing through correlates directly to multiple different research avenues. But I'll let the others dive into that before I really get into how I perform research
2: because it, it it it's pretty weedy.
3: Matthew, remind me of the question. So what it was like
2: ten minutes ago when the question was asked? Yeah, I
3: was gonna say because we went through like a Bing jump through and everything. Nathan said we weren't talking about search engines today, so I was kind of lost there for a little bit. It I allowed it because it
1: was being entertaining.
3: It was being entertaining.
1: I walked right into that <laughs> you one. You said
3: it. So, one source.
1: One source.
3: Um, I guess I would start with uh, learn.microsoft.com as that's that's just for my job in particular as a developer, as a .NET developer specifically. That's kind of like the be all end all of a lot of stuff. I mean, it's not just for programming related things like the .NET ecosystem, C-sharp, F-sharp, you know, what have you. That's also for pretty much everything that they have that you can think of. Um, they've got articles for it. So it's it's pretty great. I haven't been disappointed yet with any of what they have on there. Um, there are some things that are a little bit more terse than I would like. And that's where looking up an article to kind of support what, what, um, what they're saying is... Uh, sometimes that, that can be necessary to get a better understanding of what it is that you're trying to learn. But for the most part, at the very least, as a starting point of figuring out what you can do and what you can't do and some of the best practices, um, learn.microsoft.com. That's that's pretty great. I've
1: used it extensively myself. Actually, one of the, one of the lesser reasons why it was sad when I left my previous job was we had full access to all of the um learn.microsoft um training and all kinds of other uh um, isn't there isn't there some paid service that uh don't like the exams or something costs money or Right.
0: The certification courses do cost money, but here's the most hilarious thing that Microsoft implemented into their training courses is when you're taking those exams, um, you can now actually have the Learn. Microsoft articles available to you in the exam itself.
1: <gasps> so basically the it's exam- It's open book. That's so, awesome. So the exams are just a way for them to prove that you read it
0: it's a way to prove that you read it and it also helps like Microsoft is very heavy into the acronyms and trying to keep all of that straight, especially when you're bouncing between multiple of their platforms that use either very similar or pretty much the exact same acronym. Very hard because you have to think of it contextually and what you're applying it against. So yes, it, I actually think it's a, it's a positive change because you in the, day-to-day job that we have if you're working inside the microsoft platform it's very few times you do not have access to those knowledge base articles yes you should be familiar with the process yes you should be able to understand from a to b to c how to get there but you should always be able to go back and reference the kb article to ensure you did not miss a step so having that available to you during the exam, I feel is a net positive.
3: What does KB stand for? Knowledge base. Okay, just making sure that are we have that
1: for the the users.
0: I I said it at the beginning, but yes, you are welcome.
1: Okay, thank you. No problem at all, Ian. Yes, source that you find interesting.
2: Uh, XDA developers.
1: Wait, uh, what? oh, Which XDA
2: one? love XDA them. developers. It's a it's a forum. Uh, I I really like going there for um. Most of the users that are on there are very knowledgeable, and uh, they XDA also does their own little news um, articles sometimes. Uh, but I really like going on the forums to just get generally good te- uh, tech information, um, ideas, and then uh, if if I ever see an article that I'm like, eh, is this really a thing? I'll, I'll go on there and I can nine times out of ten, out of ten find some kind of thread on it that uh either can confirm
1: or deny. Is it this xda dash developers.com? Yep. Okay. I've actually not heard of that one.
0: Yep. If uh you were ever into jailbreaking your old old iPhones and Android devices, that's where most of the articles I ever uh, followed were yeah. on there. They were great.
3: That was, my, that was my main experience with it. I just looked them up again because I know we talked about this a little bit yesterday, Ian. Uh, I didn't realize they have quite as much on there because I, when I hear XDA developers, like, I don't know if it's the same for you, I I think, like, jailbreaking, yep. homebrewing, that kind of thing of, you know, Android.
0: No, they also have, like, I'm finding it more and more on GitHub these days, but they have uh, very good, like, automation and scripting uh posts and forums and guidelines and frameworks on there for you to follow
1: all right that is well, everybody
0: let's uh welcome our editor-in-chief Stephen. you've been promoted sir
4: thank you thank you thank you very much and yes your mic is on as he's Um, So it's been sitting here picking up ambient noise this entire time. Wait, I told you to
3: mute it before. It was muted. I didn't unmute it until his butt hit his chair. Look at him.
4: Look at him go. I am on top of this. I'm proud.
0: you were almost board certified. You're getting really close.
3: (laughs) (laughs) My dad says I'm certifiable, so I'll, I'll take that. Hey, you can adjust those
1: headphones to whatever size you want, buddy. This actually works. Okay, cool. You might want to move that a little
4: closer to your face, though.
3: Now he can lean in. No, I think you're going to want to move closer to it. I don't think you're going to want to move
4: it. I'm am I close it? Am I good now?
3: We can just do a quick like mid uh mid episode audio. Yeah, check. can we get
4: a can we get a mic check? Mic check. Mic check. 1 2. I sound like crap. It's like, just the It's headphones. the headphones. The, head, the headphones oh, okay. are
0: are uh, funny enough. Like those are old HyperX Cloud 2s and I didn't realize compared to our current headphones, which I actually don't remember what model we're wearing anymore. These are like Sennheiser or something or other. Sennheiser something, something, something.
2: HD-2280 Pro.
0: Cool. Those ones. Um, apparently, those are much easier to drive than those HyperX Cloud 2s. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, I, I put them on to to do your basic testing, and I noticed the same thing. Like, wow, well, this sounds awful.
4: Sweet. Yeah. So, you're welcome. But so, what did I miss? John's
3: microphone actually sounds a
4: lot better. You might not be able to tell. I kind of can actually, like between yours and mine and Nate, like just everyone's talk so far. His is the only one that actually sounds good (laughs) through these headphones.
0: It uh, it's a little bit of an upgrade compared to what we typically. Just a a, small small upgrade. So we, I got a good deal. Steven also apparently got a good deal. Yes. Um. So. Day-to-day recording, we record on Rode Pod mics, and Pod mics are actually very solid microphones, especially for the money at $100, like, buy it, use it all day, love them, they're great.
2: Buy it, use it, break it, fix it.
0: Something like that. Um, But I recently acquired a Shure SM7B for a good discounted price. Hey, we can just mute that so you make the adjustment, Steven.
4: That's fine, I'll do it in post.
0: (laughs) That'll work. Uh, but no so i'm now talking through a sure sn 7 b going into a focusrite uh scarlet solo uh, i think that's a gen 3 is what i have which then goes directly into our roadcaster pro via the TRS port cuz another bone to pick i if somebody can please create a all-in-one recorder and uh like i what, the sound pads, what what would you even classify that being? Just an all-in-one podcasting solution that supports more than four microphones natively out of the box without having to go into some janky setups. At least please like please a scaled,
4: way. at least like an additional, at a li- an addition to the lineup. Like if Rode would do a roadcaster XL or something like that. Like, or I mean, a
1: Rodecaster add-on that you just plug directly into the. Or yeah, yeah, yeah like USB where you could
4: support. have a yeah an auxiliary port that could have a a side just, caddy, just another, like another office phone, another can.
0: line in. That's all we're asking is another analog line in. That's it.
4: It's true for our specific purpose because we matter and we shouldn't have to be inconvenienced by this this you know uh, this nonsense. And
0: to be fair, we are only using the the Gen One. We haven't upgraded to the Gen Two. But I mean, um,
4: no I mean, it's no it's, different.
0: It's no different. So, limited yeah. to four XLR inputs.
4: So
1: here's how our listeners can actually help with this: uh, share this with send all your friends. Send us money. <laughs> well, okay, that's one way. Hey, now I was I was thinking more along the lines of send this to your friends, to your families, to your enemies, and the more that people, the more that listen to us, the bigger the audience becomes. If you can get, if you can get your fellow audience members to just like a huge number then when we go tell road hey can you get us like a, a six channel podcaster three or whatever they'd actually listen because of you all
3: for just 25 cents a day you too can
4: support a
1: podcaster
0: <laughs> or sarah mclaughlin
4: insert sad soft 90s soft rock here
3: that sounds like a job for the editor-in-chief don't that, tempt me with a good time that does It does. Anyway,
0: we were talking about how we perform research on the interwebs, not just via, like, specific topics. It's how you – anything. So, Stephen, if you needed to find out some information and you had access to the Internet, what would be your base process that you would do to find out that information?
4: Uh, I'm I'm, – habitually, uh, I guess you'd call it a bit old school. I do go straight to Google. Uh, oh, Google search engines. Aren't I, you know context. what? And, and I, I read this in the show notes the other day when you made them and I meant to protest then and I protest now. That's an absolutely absurd condition to this question. I'm sorry, <laughs> but it is. It's a straight up absurd condition to this question because it's literally what everyone does. It's fine. So I opened that, it that, up. That I, was I, actually I, the po- That was why. I actually
0: opened it up saying Google food. Google food is like the most important thing. That I do and doing
4: research. I had had this thing called a job, and and I was doing other things when I thought about it. Um, That's fair. But um, I I I don't I don't have a set methodology, honestly. I, I don't have like a go to. I mean, there's certain there's a there's kind of a just. That you, you litmus test that I use when when uh, you, you know just, results come up, you and scream go, into the
0: void and just hope it responds with what you need.
4: Well, I mean, again, I am staying with the condition of things I do online because a lot of what I do is just ask other people that I know know what they're talking about, and I kind of use their vetting to vet. <laughs> That's fair. Um, and so, uh, so anyway, I mean, I, I do kind of just take a specific question, look at results that come up uh i have a kind of an internal log of, i mean you they have things like spiceworks and uh um oh god what I, uh stack overflow uh you know certain other like like sources uh known vetted good sources if i see results from there i'm like okay this is some of my top picks of of looking at stuff um but i mean i've been known to find good useful stuff on uh university websites uh results that come up there And, uh, and things like that. So I, I, the short answer is I don't have a methodology. I just have a, a general, like, uh, I guess, like I said, just kind of a gut litmus test on if I go to a site and it just feels janky, I'm like, nah, I'm not going to trust this source. I'm gonna go to the next one. And then yes, uh, YouTube is absolutely a resource. Um, but I try to stay away from YouTube results no offense to any content creators but the more youtube the channel that the 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 result comes from kind of the less i trust it the more like i'm seeing somebody demonstrate this on windows xp and i can barely understand them i'm like okay this is something i need to make note of yeah. to to be
0: fair like on some of the technical stuff on youtube if there is not a broken English Indian man explaining it to me in the fastest way possible that you can barely follow along and actually comprehend what he's saying, then I don't want it.
4: If it was recorded in, if if the recording doesn't go past 480p, then there's a good chance. If it doesn't that, have
0: uh, early 2000s techno with you talking to me in a text box that you're actively typing into i don't need it just
3: open up notepad and that's, yeah, that's,
0: that's what they
4: do it's great. Yeah. yeah but but if i go to if i see a video and uh and it pertains to, to what i'm looking for uh and i open it up and uh they immediately start the video with uh uh oh, what's the hang on let me what's up guys yeah let me channel my inner youtuber real quick uh Yeah. What's up, everybody? Welcome to, you know, just if it starts like that and they have the RGB like triangle tiles on the wall behind them, smash that like button and and, like RGB lighting around the like if if I see that, I'm like, I'm going to give this two minutes, maybe not even two minutes. And if you don't get to the point, I'm leaving.
3: But genuinely, please smash that like button, hit subscribe. You know, Uh, what is it? Is it called subscribing on Substack?
4: I th- yes yeah I think do all so. the things please. I think it says subscribers. So.
1: There there there's there's a subscribe feature. Please subscribe. By the way, there's also a like feature as well.
4: Anyway, that's about all I got. I don't have much of a methodology, as you'd call it. It's actually really interesting how uh you're, uh
2: you're to hear your uh, your views on YouTube because like for me when I, when I'm looking for stuff on Tableau. One, I'm a very visual learner, so sometimes I just need to see something in action to understand it. Amen. Uh but two a, a lot of the uh, it, it's it's probably about half and half for stuff on uh on Tableau where half of it's kind of like you described but half of it is more your YouTube style. Um but I'll still go to those because they do answer my questions.
4: Yeah, and, and, and that's uh like I said, there, there's kind of a fine line there. It's more of again that, um, I guess just that kind of gut feeling. Uh, you, I mean, you can tell when it's a real surface level. Um, and, and I, I'm not, I'm not trying to say gimmicky or anything, but, but you know what I mean, like a real surface level video or a surface level like content creator who is is hitting the high points and isn't really delving into, uh the minute details and stuff like that. One argument that I would make is while the the channel, uh this is just an example, but uh I imagine that most people probably listening to us will will know this example. Um in the in the consumer space, uh while the content is very high quality, there is a I mean it's you'd call him a YouTuber YouTuber, you know, has some of the personality and the uh ad reads and stuff. But Gamers Nexus is very much a, a I would say a good uh, source for information in that field in the, the types of stuff they cover. Uh, Cause they do like deep dives and go into the minutia and stuff like that. Um, and, but still would probably fall into that category of a quote unquote YouTuber. Um, whereas on the other hand, um, yeah, hot take, uh, you know, Linus Tech Tips, one that everybody else will know uh, in that same space, is more top level. They they get into some detail, they get into some this and that, but but it's really it's it's YouTube, it's a YouTuber channel. It's more, it has a, a higher percentage entertainment value uh, focus than uh, just plain flat out details.
2: I literally have uh, under my YouTube t- YouTube channels list. uh, LTT and MKBHD and my notes for them are, they're just entertaining techniques.
4: Yeah. 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 I mean, you'll get uh, it's, you know, when you get to uh, how do you say this? Well, and especially if you're like uh, researching stuff for work or if you're researching stuff for like a home lab project you're doing or, you know, I mean, you're inherently getting into the weeds. You're getting into areas that you don't understand and it's more often than not, uh, above that threshold of just entry level tech people or, you know, what's the latest specs on the latest graphics card. It's, it's below that, or, you know, it's deeper than that. And those YouTube entertainment channels just don't cover that kind of information in my opinion. So before we let John go,
1: I will add, we're letting John go. It's only episode oh.
0: four, man. I just bought this mic. <laughs> well, all right. Okay. You guys but, uh, have a good one.
1: <laughs> hey, hey, hey! You gotta finish out your shift, sir. Uh, I, I, That's right. Out, you know. <laughs> have a
4: good one.
1: Okay. Well, this is gonna go quickly then. Uh, before before we let John get to his his commentary on on the topic, I want to throw out one of mine. And to go to go in line with, there was no real rails to this one. Uh, I, for, I I don't remember how I stumbled upon him. But when I was going through years and years and years ago looking up a specific hack or something like that, I fell I stumbled onto Brian Krebs. And
0: that you pulled this up on Bing by the way.
1: That's because this is on Edge and this is this is my work browser. So, you can still
4: change that. You can. I I could but that's too much work for right now. That's not an excuse, Nathan. It's as well. That shouldn't be an excuse for any workflow.
1: This was for pulling up something very specific that I needed to triple check the name on something. And in this instance, this was fine. Anyway, Brian Krebs. Uh, specifically, I, I, now I don't read as much as I should. I, However, I'm a heavy user of Audible. And I listened to this. He did a book called Spam Nation. On I have the Audible version, so I listened to that. It well, it basically is the story on how email spam came to be. At least per him, it's it is insane. It's an insane story, and found that absolutely fascinating. Um, so if you're gonna look like platforms and stuff, I I audiobooks are fantastic. So. Now we're to the part where uh, it's just going to be John ranting for a while. So, John, start your rant.
0: All right, sit back and enjoy. So, get some all, popcorn,
4: get
1: yeah, a drink.
0: It all depends on what I'm researching at that time. Technical information, obviously, Google Foo is big, YouTube is huge. But in reality, GitHub and level one text forms are my two most used resources outside of the Microsoft documentation which again, I'm throwing that as a different category because I'm reading those to perform a specific task. When I'm actually trying to find information around a, specific, a interesting technical topic, I go there because those are the guys that are in the weeds, in depth with it. And on GitHub, like typically I have either a hot chance of finding a script or a custom application for it. And just on the level one tech forums, you can literally come from anyone who is a brand new technician, just right into this and trying to explain it at a top level of their understanding, all the way up to some guy who's been doing this for 40, 50, 60 years with a full technical write out of the entire history of this with your exact issue, the process to resolve it, and methodologies to go forward with. So you have both ends of the spectrum all in one location where you get full context or as little context as you want. And it's great. Outside of technology, I do a lot of research based on things like uh, current news or like if I'm trying to find information around a vehicle or things of that nature. Google is still my primary source, but I do a lot of uh, government site searches. I go to different library-based sources. YouTube is obviously still a source on on certain things. But again, there's a big caveat on the YouTube side is whoever's providing that information, you still need to do some base level vetting to ensure that that information you're getting is accurate, especially on the the news topics or history-based topics, things of that nature. Uh, And it can kind of spiral out of control there. The last tool that I I would, quote, recommend is AI. I still have some issues with believing or trusting the sources AI provides, but it is a good source to do initial vetting when you're trying to find just baseline information around a specific topic, because it will at least do the web scrubbing for you, and then you can request the resources that it had and then go through those resources and see if they're actually valid or not. That's the most top level I can give in under thirty minutes.
4: I was gonna say, yeah, for for some things, i don't I don't think we can actually you really want to talk about the sources. Or or how things.
0: I obtain some of them with, not like
2: dubious, man.
0: They're not dubious. Some might say that's going a little too far, like creating.
4: No, no one, no one's ever described anything you do as excessive.
0: No, like what are you talking about? I don't <laughs> have. There's nothing in my life that's excessive. That entire room behind me does not exist.
4: The the, the empty room, right? It's very the, empty. The empty room in the minimal, middle of my house yeah. that
0: has nothing in it, correct? Mm. Doesn't exist. It doesn't have enough like infrastructure the laundry room? Yes, that one. Sure, sure. Yeah, we definitely can't fail over the majority of our clients to that specific room and like literally see almost no performance impact.
1: And and he wonders why I'm constantly yelling at him when he shares Facebook Marketplace uh, uh links.
0: Oh, Facebook Marketplace and eBay are bad for my wallet. I'm
3: still waiting for that fire truck, dude. It went for too much.
0: It went for too much. It it went for uh, over 12k. I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't dedicate that much funds to it. It's sick. Just take a loan. Dear listeners,
3: if you would like to see a hostility fire truck roll down your street,
0: specifically, I'm looking for like Japanese or small Asian, like Euro, and actually some Euro Mm -hmm. versions of it. Uh, bring a trailer. I absolutely love what you guys are doing and what you're posting. I need one a little bit closer to the South Midwest location of the United States. South Central. South Central. There you go. That that one.
1: Mm-hmm. That
3: slightly more descriptive without being too descriptive.
0: Exactly.
1: Thank you, if it's at an actual port, it's too far away. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: but if it came from Japan and it has papers, I'm interested. It's like and... a it's like
3: a pedigree, uh, pedigree pooch. You know, you have to have like the
4: the Yeah, but just, yeah. just think about cruise. it: a
0: small, like, awesome fire
3: truck with our hostility logo on it cruising down the streets.
4: It would be pretty cool. It'd be awesome. Can we yeah. replace
3: would we be allowed to replace the sirens with like rooster crows?
4: I I th- I feel like that would be mandatory. I don't know. I would be allowed. Awesome.
3: I just mean, blast our theme song and the rooster crows all over the place. That would be kind of sick. We could be like a, we could be like a, an ice cream truck just without the ice cream, just the noise.
4: Just dis- disrupting everyone's day.
3: Yes. Right, it would be hostility.
4: <laughs> yeah, the, well, hostility well, there, on there, wheels. There would be hostility in in the general area. I don't know if it would necessarily hostility on the road. To be fair, that
3: is
0: that is <laughs> definitely not like. A lawsuit I was planning for, so that's fine.
4: You you prefer unplanned lawsuits? I mean, it keeps life interesting.
0: You
3: mean planned lawsuits? Planned
0: lawsuits? As opposed
4: to planned lawsuits? Yeah. I
0: mean, I don't ever plan to be in a lawsuit, or I hope I never have to sue anybody. That'd be great.
3: So anyway,
1: yeah, I anyway. I, I think fire trucks. I, yes, I, I think we've um we can't end it here. We I, we only got to give. I didn't even get to give half of my. You said a whole list. So you you understand that there's going to be episodes after this, right?
0: No. No. What,
1: this is, this is no, we have to this leave our it, series finale. Sir. We
0: have to leave it all on the table. I was let go. There's like I was let go, which means this room is no longer available for the podcast. I have to repossess all the equipment. We're downsizing. Like this is this is awful. Like yeah, this
2: is can, what happens Nathan when you let when you let have someone go. in his backpack it, right now. Yeah.
1: If if we let you go too much longer on some of your sources and methods, yes, you would be let go. And the rest of us will be running for the hills.
3: I'd like to at least squeak in one more. Sure. Downdetector.com.
4: I don't know if you oh, can use this, I right. use down this I, one. I use Downdetector. I have alerts now, set up on Downdetector. Yeah, I thought we didn't like Downdetector anymore. What are you talking about? Why? What happened? I thought that Downdetector wasn't reliable anymore. Since when? Since what it was like 2020? I was talking about using down. I you specifically poo pooed it.
0: I did not. I use down detector every day. I have alert email alerts set up no, for specific I've, sites. I've
4: used it as well. I'm not I've just I okay, maybe I misunderstood. I'm confused whenever
3: we put down detector. The,
4: I was under the impression that the down detector had fallen from grace. But... No, I like down detector. No. I, it there is,
3: it has been far more reliable than most of the built-in like status pages that services have, especially Microsoft. They had when they had the Teams outage mm-hmm. like just this last week. Um, yeah, we're we're currently on 364 on there, right now. But Down Detector? I mean, you can 64. count on at least yeah. five users pushing a spike on Down Detector. Yeah.
0: By, by the way, anyone who uses Microsoft 365, anytime there's an outage, we take a day off. So now it's Microsoft 364 for this year. I think we were at like... I think we actually got below 300 last year. They had a lot of outages. Oh boy. It was bad.
3: On a scale of like whatever the most rock-solid service you can think of it to... Uh, AWS, like what's the? Ooh, don't compare AWS. Wait, Rock solid. Hold on. A- no, A- no, no, no. Rock, no, no, no. Rock R- solid is like the top too. of it. AWS is the bottom of it. Like, what's the scale of three six five on here? Um, I I would definitely
0: say there are when it comes to reliability for core services and making sure there's not like full flat out outages. I believe they're between that ninety five ninety eight percentile.
4: Yeah, yeah. Microsoft's usually pretty good. I mean, it's okay. Yeah, Microsoft issues are not so much outages, it's general function of their products.
0: Inconveniences it's is the, what it yeah, is. Yeah,
4: that's, that's you know, the, they need to work on just the, the general functionality of the things that they market and sell. Uh, but but those things are typically up and running more often than not.
0: Except when you make a bad network configuration to the API database, which knocks Teams offline. Well.
4: Yeah, there's that. That's, I mean,
0: that's
3: small problem. The day that it went down, though, I wasn't too upset because I had some peace and quiet for a little while. So
1: that was nice. It's the uh, the tech version of a snow day. <laughs> I don't get for those anymore. Not for, uh, the for AWS
4: outages are they're the tech version of a snow day for us.
0: Yeah, AWS and then... Because our, uh, <laughs> yeah, our
4: internal tools are mostly based on AWS, AWS and
0: Cloudflare. If either of yeah. them are having service issues, yeah, there's nothing we can really do. Talk about Cloudflare outages. There were so many last year as well. Which um, Down Detector actually I believe runs on Cloudflare, which is why Down Detector was down.
3: <laughs> if Down Detector was down, it? you know it's
1: bad. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's never good. Speaking of going down, I think we should end the podcast.
1: Probably a good idea. We thank you though for listening to this far. Ian, what are our socials? How can people find us? You can find us on Facebook and Instagram
2: at hostility in the morning. You can find us on X at HITM show. Steven, where can people find us on the Googles and the YouTubes?
4: Uh, they can find us on YouTube at uh, at Hostility in the Morning. Um, and if you just Google Hostility in the Morning, I'm sure if you dig far enough, you'll find us.
0: And Matthew, if people want to get a hold of us, what are the easiest ways to get a hold of us?
3: Uh, besides the socials that have already been listed, info at hostilitynetworks.com. That is Hosti- correct. Oh, okay. Or and hostility in the, in the morning. They both com. work. Both All right. work. That's not confusing.
0: It's, it's just two addresses.
4: Hostility use... in the morning.com Yeah, that works. We didn't think. That and if it doesn't work, we'll make John fix it. Morning.com. Yeah.
0: We may have to fix it. It's already fixed. It's already there. Both I work. Said if it doesn't work, they both work. I I tested says it now. We, no, I Everything tested it. Everything
2: you touch
1: breaks. What are you talking about? Well, we also may or may Hold not on. have overbought on the domains.
0: Okay, it's only you can never It's on only like sixteen domains. It's not that bad.
4: It could have been way worse. And you can find us at all sixteen.
0: <laughs> not all sixteen. <laughs> not all those are find, publicly accessible. You, you yet. have to find
4: the other fourteen. E word. Yet.
0: Look. We there are plans in They are place. all
2: self hosted too.
0: No, they're not actually.
2: Out of the empty room that John mentioned earlier.
0: Not all of those phone homes.
2: I'm there. sorry, only fifteen.
0: No, not even that many. Like, six. <laughs> it's not that bad. It could be way worse.
2: This is how he justifies his spending. This is true. I mean, it's very true.
0: You're not wrong. Nathan, where can people find us on our forums?
1: Uh, Best place is hostilityinthemorning.substack.com at the moment. That is where the podcast is, is hosted. That is where we will have some blog posts up. That is where I would say probably the main hub at the moment is. And I say at the moment because who knows where we will be in a couple of years. Sounds good. I don't know where we're going to be next week. Fair. That's fair.
0: That, that yeah, you know. Anyway, this has been Hostile of the Morning. I've been your host, John, joined today by
4: Nathan, Matthew, Ian, and Stephen. Have a hostile morning.
3: of that.